to the Lake Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Kevin and Hillary. Hey, everybody. Hi. People are like freaking out right now, I'm sure. (laughs) At this point, Kevin, I feel like you're more of an urban legend than a person. (laughs) I'm a folk character. (laughs) A folk character. A trivia question. Uh, What sport does Kevin KB like the most? It's hockey, everyone. Or maybe jujitsu? I'm I will say we'll say I'm better at jujitsu, but I like hockey. Hockey more. has your heart. Uh, how the hell are you guys? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, because guys, little behind the scenes action. Kevin and Hillary are getting married. We are. Yay! <laughs> Just kidding, Kevin. Goddamn! I bought a ring. Goddamn! I'm like, you definitely knew this. Yeah. Um, how are how are things going on the planning front? They're good. Kevin um, just pointed at Hillary. <laughs> she likes to talk about it. So should I just assume you've taken the helm? <laughs> yes. Kevin's really good. Kinda. So Kevin doesn't have to be at any of the meetings. Uh-huh. So we got a wedding planner because like. Oh, smart. Uh, yeah. Needed it. Um, and it's so nice. And this person's become like a really good friend. Um, oh, that's good. And so I'll just go and I'll hang out with her and we'll be like, oh, and oh, by the way, flowers. What are we doing about flowers? Um <laughs> And Kevin doesn't really care, except for, like, there's five things that he cares about. Food. Food, yeah. food is more, number one. Kevin's a big foodie. <laughs> big um, vegan foodie. And then, like, in general. But, like, selfishly, aesthetics. as one of your wedding guests, I'm, like, glad Kevin <laughs> yes. is, is on the food front. Because I'm, like, this menu is going to be insane. Did I tell you that oh, there's two so kinds good. of tacos during the hors d'oeuvres part hour? There's two different types. Two <laughs> types of tacos. Is the one Word. thing I, like, keep bringing up where I'm, like, you guys, we're going to have two different types of tacos. Just so. <laughs> you know that's amazing but part of it is also that we have this really amazing caterer who is also so excited about food yeah that's always nice when you find because they weren't originally a vegan caterer right no they're they're just a caterer but they're like excited by the challenge of coming up with vegan options they're they they, research and they're yeah they're like r&d for this I don't know. They're for just, themselves. They, yeah, for themselves. They've created a company. These these people are like savants. They're like mm. 20 years old wow. in their early 20s mm-hmm. and are amazing. Hold on. Food. I have to get over my rage <laughs> hearing that. Go on. <laughs> I'm a failure. <laughs> so they made us these like blended drinks, right? Because they're like, we'll, we'll do like drinks for when your guests arrive. And they were like, you know, do you want alcohol? And obviously Kevin's sober. So it was like, yeah. not everything's going to be alcoholic. Sure. And we were like, well, it'd be cute to do something that you could add alcohol to. Oh, that's fun. And we're like, so what kind of alcohol do you think would go with this, you know, blueberry puree or whatever? And they were like, actually, uh, I'm not 21, so I don't know. Oh, that's heartbreaking. And I was like. Kharkov vodka from 7-Eleven. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like um, still really excited by life when I wake up every morning. I just like get going on my own and I don't really need to um, escape my life. So I don't really know anything about alcohol. It's like, okay, I get it. All right. Back off, you fucking youth. Um, So that's cool. Can you say the name of the catering company? I don't see why not. Uh, It's Caesura Catering. Cool. Um, They're Hudson Valley and New Jersey. They've got like, I guess their farm is in New Jersey, but they do a lot of stuff out of the Hudson Valley. That's very cool. Um, And they've just been absolutely amazing and so excited for like everything that we bring them and all of the ideas that Kevin brings them. They're really good about being like, yeah, let's do that. And we could do it that this way. That always really meant a lot to me when I was, especially like a new vegan. And I think it's also the mark of like a true artist versus just somebody who's like a line cook. But mm-hmm. yeah. the couple times I went to a restaurant and I needed like a vegan option and they brought like the chef out to like speak with me. The chefs were always awesome. Like they were really excited by the challenge. And like once they got it, they really got it and they would prepare like beautiful meals. But to me, that always meant a lot for someone to come out and be like, you're not a bother. This is just like a fun <laughs> challenge for me. I was always like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to know all of the rules. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like that I get. They're, they're like, so dairy meaning no eggs? It's like, yes, yes, no eggs. Yeah. It's amazing how many people like even very, you know, sophisticated chefs still need that defined for them. Like, because. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there are vegans too who who are like make exceptions and like they need it clarified. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um. So, guys, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. And for as little as $5 a month over there, you get to send questions that will answer on Light Trees and News. 
And part of the reason I wanted Kevin and Hillary to come over is, A, I haven't seen you guys in a while, and I just yeah, wanted to long. see your little faces. Um, but also, weirdly, I got a question for Kevin. <laughs> and they refer to you as Ninja Kevin. <laughs> so this goes back uh, a while. But Shari wrote in and said, this might be more for Ninja Kevin. I know he hasn't co-hosted, which is a stupid real fact. Uh, but I was trying to watch the Pens versus Flyers game after a crappy day of work. I was at a bar trying to kind of mind my own business when the people sitting next to me started a conversation that involved some of the following statements. And just a general disclaimer, um, this is like offensive, hateful stuff. Um, quote, a, no, a nobody junior senator wins the election. You know who funded him? Muslims. He is a Muslim. That C word with a shaved head from Florida was totally funded by bleeding heart liberals. If I have to have a drug test for my job, these breeders should have to take a drug. Oh, this is her. Should have to take a drug test to get a check. Uh, oh, no, I guess that wasn't. This is very confusedly worded. Also, no. Also, no shock. Shockingly, there were transphobic and extreme pro NRA comments. Oh, I finished my food and my beer quickly before I smashed my beer over their heads. Um <laughs> I'm not usually an aggressive or violent person, but I just wanted to relax and watch some hockey. <laughs> also, Word. they just seem to be hitting all the Fox News talking points uh, one after another. Would I have been justified in going on a hawking stick slashing style <laughs> rampage? And also, I just like would like you to talk about in general um, what it's like being like a more liberal-minded person at hockey events, and if you've had to like deal with this stuff before. Since I'm not a big oh, man, sports person. Um, I mean, I guess I've gone to UFC fights and there are some <laughs> of the worst people in the I world. I have a story about those, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes. You'd be surprised. At, like, that That actually shocks me. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't completely surprise me because there are stupid people in every sure, aspect sure. of our society. Fair. Um, but it being a Canadian sport and Canadians be, yes, they have racial problems there, too. And such, but Canadians are the most polite people in the world. Right. <laughs> so it being that, there's a lot of actual liberals uh, involved in hockey as well. Uh, mm. There's, I'm not going to shout out any podcasts on here or anything, but I know a bunch of super liberals who have hockey podcasts themselves. Mm -hmm. And you I'm can. I'm not going to like writers. ban you if you mention yeah, yeah, another. But I, they, they may be they may be problematic in other aspects. Oh, sure, where sure, sure, yeah. I'm going to name one of them. One of them is called um, Puck. What Puck Soup. That I listen to that's that's really good. Um, they're Sometimes just I a give a general disclaimer, especially if I recommend something like an entire podcast where I'm like, I cannot claim that right. nothing problematic yeah, will yeah, ever yeah. be said in this show. Yeah. But they're, I enjoy they're going to say something that probably pisses you off. Yeah, yeah. But you, they're liberal white dudes, so there's the probably going to say something horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know what we're like. <laughs> um, but yeah, there you know, there's there's liberals out there. But I do have some stories there. So I don't know if these were. I'm going to guess these were the Flyers fans. First of all, <laughs> wow. Although a bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> although I know Pittsburgh can get a little rowdy too. But mm. um, Hillary and I actually went to a Flyers game. I'm a, I'm a big Blackhawks fan. If nobody knows that yet, where the hell have you been? <laughs> um, so we went to see the Blackhawks with the Flyers in Philadelphia because we live in New York now and it's closer than going all the way to Chicago. And I'm doing this thing where I go to every hockey arena. Like I said, I love hockey. Right. Um, so we're in Philadelphia. The Blackhawks get just mopped. They, <laughs> just, they, they destroy The Flyers destroyed oh. them. And it was fun, whatever. We had yeah. a good time. Sure. So my team loses, and we're walking through the concourse of the, the arena, and this short little tubby man uh -huh. <laughs> walks up to me insanely intoxicated. <laughs> Like, this guy could barely stand. Have I mentioned I fight, like, every morning? <laughs> um, and he, he attempts to say words to me, and they're not really coming out, but <laughs> I get that he wants to fight me. Sure. So I looked at him, and I winked, and I said, are you asking me out? <laughs> Which made him even more mad. So his girlfriend starts try trying to drag him away. And sure. Hillary is slower than I am, so she's about 10 feet behind <laughs> me through all of this. And we're That's all trying true. to exit an arena, so there's people between us. So... 
it gets broken up and Hillary Hillary walks up and goes, did you make a friend? I said, oh no, that man wanted to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you actually think Kevin made a friend? Well, it was weird because he was like kind of smiling and like looked generally happy in a crowd, <laughs> which can really only mean that he like met somebody that he like sure. bonded with. Oh no, Kevin's a psycho and was thinking about fighting him. Right. <laughs> if well, that guy touched me, like... he would have had a, <laughs> one broken arm. <laughs> like, you, like, how did you just make a friend in this? <laughs> um, and that made a lot more sense. Sure. I will also say that I'm, I'm not a dainty lady mm. i've like bur- fart jokes are hilarious sure the word in and of itself is hilarious and like i'm not afraid to burp all that kind of stuff the guys that were sitting behind us at that game oh god they were awful were so gross Ugh. so and like burping and like very disgusting manners like the way that you're like trying to show off how gross you are yeah and i was just like i can't this so basically is just killing it with the ladies is yes what you're <laughs> yeah. yes and the, it was so obnoxious that <laughs> Yeah. Wow. They weren't great fans. But like <laughs> other than that, do you how many games have you seen live? Well, I drag her to a lot. <laughs> do you generally I'd say enjoy about it? six? Yeah, I do. I really mm-hmm. like them. They're fun. Yeah. Because because you're I like being in areas where the the energy is great and the yeah. energy is really focused on one thing happening. That's how I feel like if you've never seen like a live sports event, the the energy is really what makes it. And there is something really intoxicating about that sort of collective spirit of just mm-hmm. a bunch of people getting together for a, a game, you know, even yeah. if you're not like a hardcore hockey or basketball fan, it can be really fun just to see a live game. Or even um, baseball. We went to a game Last summer, a even couple summers baseball. ago, America's even baseball. most boring sport. You have also, to like fight each other at baseball games. We're, it's, no, it's, it's not a boring even sport. We were we were at we were sitting in the bleachers with uh, really good friends uh, from Chicago. They came out and they were like, "We want to go see this Yankees game or mm-hmm. whatever." And uh, this wave happens, right? Uh, and like everyone stands up and does the wave. It went around the entire stadium. Yeah, it was a stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. around the entire place about four times four or five times without stopping and like everyone was involved it was just so cool i mean how often are you with that many people and like everybody's on the same page about anything even if it's just like something stupid like the wave it's nice to connect with people in like a harmless way like that exactly it's just fun Yeah. yeah especially like with all the bullshit that's happening in the world sometimes it's just nice to connect with people on any level that's not us screaming at each other (laughs) about (laughs) politics even though that's very important and disagreements are necessary um so while we're still in the pop culture section i wanted to ask you guys if there's anything you're watching listening to or reading right now that you want to recommend to people so I'm about to say something. Okay. And it's going to be the most pretentious sounding thing that you've ever heard. Uh, I but would you, disagree with that because you know Eric frequently co-hosts <laughs> the show. That's true. That's true. All right. So you have, you're, I'm going to say it, but you have to give me a second to explain okay, why sure, I'm going to say sure. it. Okay, sure, sure. So I don't typically see a movie unless I work on it. <laughs> okay. Meaning... I don't watch movies. I only work on them. Kind of, is it I mean? is it like a time thing with you? It is, but like... I just hate staring at screens now. I just want to go right. sit outside. Sure, I get that. That being said, I did. I have had time to see a couple of things. Yeah, I was going to say, we did see The Ritual. Oh, yeah. We, oh, okay. Yeah. Last weekend. It's on Netflix. Ooh, I haven't seen it yet. Um, Scary. It's Ooh. really good. I'm like, I'm still coming into my own in horror films. Yeah. Um, and I watched Blair Witch with you. Yeah. Um, and it, it has real great Blair Witch vibes, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't feel like a full knockoff of it. It's okay. like these dudes So it's like woods. a dog? No, it's... Okay. it's there's no, handheld yeah. aspects, but it's still more of like it's these people in the woods, and all of a sudden, like there's a lot of yeah, arguing and like it's not really the right, right. Um, you know, stuff carved into trees. Yes, yeah, yeah, witchy the, stuff, witchy stuff. Um, okay, that's cool. I'm into it. Yeah, it it's like really good. S- it's like pseudo Norse uh, mythology. They've, okay, they've taken they've taken characters from North mythology and then just kind of used it to to the, fit their story. Okay. So it's not it's not doesn't fall in mythology. We read about it after we watched it. That's yeah. why I know this. <laughs> I, I don't have any. You're not up to snuff on Norse <laughs> mythology. Uh, cool. Like that recommendation. Have you seen any other movies or TV shows that you're watching? Uh, it doesn't have to be was, like new. There was one weekend where Hillary had plans. I forget where Most she was, weekends, but yeah. yeah, mostly sometimes Hillary leaves me at home and I just sit on the couch Huge for mistake. like 48 hours. It's great. So in that time I watched 
I binge watched in one day all of Lost in Space on Netflix. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. I love that show. Okay. I've heard people raving about it, but I don't know. I just kind of, I never saw the original. Yeah. And I don't, it's I just, campy. <laughs> I, I know it's really campy, but like also I didn't, that's not really usually my genre of stuff yeah. I would like. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I just like had no interest in seeing yeah. it. And then I heard everybody raving about it. It's, it's very good. Yeah. I really liked it. There's only, there's a finite amount of things you can be trapped in and feel claustrophobic, but they've found all of them. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great. Um, Okay, I like that one a lot. I recently, speaking of Netflix, and this is so weird because I'm such a true crime fan, I just binge-watched uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Oh, I haven't. I never got around to it's watching that. It's really good. Sarah that. Paulson's amazing as Marsha mm-hmm. Clark. She made me cry several times watching it. Um, but the cast is really amazing. And even though, like, I'm sure, especially if you grew up in the 90s, we're all very familiar with the O.J. Simpson oh, yeah. story, there was still stuff. And obviously a lot of it is... Um, you know, exaggerated or, or like little things are changed, but there are a lot of true facts in it. And I didn't know a lot of the facts, which is kind of amazing because it was on 24 hours a day when we were in, well, not we, not Hillary, She's Kevin and I were in high school. <laughs> um, and, but it was really, really interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um, so that's my recommendation. I thought I had another one. Um, Oh, it's it's a music recommendation. Uh, what are you guys listening to right now, podcast-wise, <laughs> music-wise? Don't be ashamed. Safe space. Um, <laughs> what was that awful music you were playing? <laughs> Hillary listens Kevin, to country music, everyone. I'm out of here. after I said it was a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> what Hillary, was terrible shit? <laughs> <laughs> Hillary and I lived together for, what, three years before I, I came home one day early and, and found her listening to country <gasps> music. Were you hiding <laughs> it? She was hiding, was hiding it from it. me. Oh I God. was. I get that, though, because people are very judgmental about I country music, including it, me. You can like it. I, yeah, you, I mean... You wanted an example of people being judgmental. You said it's a safe space, and Kevin was like, "You listen to awful music." Um, (laughs) No, it was one of those things where like it it happened to me. Like I was in the car, (laughs) I was in the car doing a bunch of like errands for work because I was a PA, which meant I was just driving for like six hours at a time. And I got really tired of the top forty station. Sure. And so I was like, "Well, what else is on there?" And I think Carrie Underwood was on, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I can get into Carrie Underwood." Gateway drug into country she was yeah and i kept listening to the station and so it's been for the last few years now <laughs> yeah <laughs> who who are some of your favorite country artists um because i know there's gonna be people listening who are like finally we have a country fan <laughs> um so carrie underwood for one um miranda lambert mm-hmm. she's awesome and her songs have a lot of fire in them which i really love like mm-hmm. she's just out there and like you can't fuck with her mm-hmm. um Sam Hunt, I like him because yep. he's not, it's not like pure country. It's actually quite pop country. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also the disclaimer for any country music fans that are listening. Like, I'm not one the, of those like. The fervent ones. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> like a, a Johnny Cash and like old school. Oh, see, I like Johnny Cash. I mean, he's great. Johnny Cash is the man. Yeah, but I'm not, like so I like, I don't go into the depths of like classic yeah, country yeah. music. What I really like and what I really listen to is a lot of, um, even like Keith Urban and like the poppier. Keith Urban, the nicest man alive. This is going to sound really bad. Does he have a weird accent now? Like, has his accent morphed over time? Yes. Yeah, because it's this weird... When he lived in Australia, he had, like, I think because he was trying to break into the country scene, Mm -hmm. he adopted sort of a country accent and then moved to America. So now he has a very weird accent. (laughs) It's all over the place. And, I like, he kind of drops in and out of it, like, depending on who he's talking to. Yes, yeah, I, I noticed that. Was listening in the country the other night, and they were like Keith Urban, and, and he did that whole like, "Hey guys, thanks for listening to the whatever." Uh, and I was like, "This sounds like not what I expected." It's a strange accent, yeah. Yes, He's from all over the place. I think that's why. Yes, yeah. but um, his song, I like his song. They're just they've they're good. I like them. Cool, cool. Well, great recommendations, um, guys. It's a Monday episode, which means I have a very excellent interview for you all to listen to. 
This time it is Alexis Goldstein of uh, the Humorless Queers podcast, which is one of the greatest names for a podcast (laughs) I have ever heard. Um, If you want more background on her life story, which is very interesting, she she used to work on Wall Street before she quit and um, became a very prominent um, activist at Occupy Wall Street. Uh, Her website is ourfinancialsecurity.org. And she's going to talk to you about the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. What is that? Why should it mean a lot to you? It's very important, and she'll tell you why. And also some stuff that she's watching right now that she's been enjoying. So please follow Alexis on Twitter, at Alexis Goldstein. And yeah, please enjoy the interview. Alexis, thank you so much for joining Light Treason News. I think you had my favorite response ever to uh, me telling you that we usually talk about pop culture (laughs) on the show, which was you uh, DM'd me on Twitter and you said, oh, no, culture questions. (laughs) And I had to immediately be like, don't worry, you can talk about whatever. Like, usually we talk about pop culture, but... I want you to feel comfortable. So whatever you want to talk about is totally valid. Yeah, I I mean, I do have a podcast called Humorless Queers, which is meant to be a joke, but it's also (laughs) kind of not a joke. Totally. totally. I I did actually see a movie recently. I have actually read, watched television, so it's not all lost for me. No offense, but I don't believe you at all. Um, (laughs) But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I will ask you about pop culture eventually, but you actually had a really interesting story that you wanted to talk about. So what 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 is interesting you right now? So one of the, so if uh, I used to work on Wall Street and then I became like a Wall Street trader, I quit my uh, traitor, not trader. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty wealthy if I was a trader. Um, I like quit my job is what I'm trying to say. And and now what I do in my day job is I try to advocate for like a fairer and safer financial system and more rules on Wall Street, which as you might imagine, with Trump in the White House is kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but so one of the cool things that came about as a result of the last crisis is they created this bureau called the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And it's a place where like if your bank rips you off for like 20 bucks or something and you don't know what to do, you can go to their website, consumerfinance.gov slash complaint and complain about it and probably get your 20 bucks back Um, because the banks really hate it when you complain to the Consumer Bureau. Um, So it was working really well before Trump was elected. People got like $12 billion back in total, like 25 million people. Um, And it was just this really great way if your bank or any other financial company, your student loan service or whatever, like stole money from you to try to get that stolen money back. Um, So Trump um, took the guy that he put in charge of the Office of Management and Budget, this guy named Mick Mulvaney, who's this crazy like Tea Party guy. And he gave him a second job, which was to run the bureau. And he's basically just been tearing it apart. And it's really sad. Mm. Um, But one of the things that they did is um, if folks are familiar with these lenders called payday lenders, they're really horrible. They charge like 900 percent interest. They like trap people in the cycle of debt. And before Trump came on board, um, they were suing. They were going after them and doing these enforcement actions against them. And Mulvaney just keeps dropping all of these lawsuits. Mm. He's just like, no, it's fine. You're charging people 900 percent interest. No, don't worry about it it. Um, so it's bad. Um, and he continues to do things to like try to basically kill the agency that he's like running in the interim, like telling Congress, we don't need any money. And also like, you should have to approve everything we do. We shouldn't be independent anymore. Um, so just trying to kind of tell the story about it and let folks know that it's happening. Cause right. I think kind of hoping people, um, are too busy, you know, with whatever Russia latest thing is, um, to notice. So, um, well, that's the thing. There's so much going on that, you know, they, they're able to like quietly dismantle things like that because it's, it's not necessarily that people don't care, but there's so much bad shit to focus on right now. It's like, it's hard to keep you know your eyes on everything that's happening um but what could people what can people do right now to prevent that from happening 
Well, I think the if you're calling Congress anyway, and hopefully you are, right? Like maybe you're calling about opposing Mike Pompeo to head the State Department or torture Gina Haspel to run the CIA. Like hopefully you're calling. So if you're calling already, you could just say at the end, and please make sure you fight to ensure the Consumer Protection Financial Protection Bureau, or you could just say the Consumer Bureau remains independent and can fight for me when banks steal my money um, and just throw it in at the end. So yeah. that's one thing. Um, I think that would be the main thing. But the other thing is to just keep using it. Um, so if you do actually have a problem with your bank or your, any financial company, do check it out, consumerfinance.gov slash complaint. Because um, Mulvaney can only undo so much so fast. And there are still really great people working over there doing their job every day. So it's just a good resource to know that it exists. Totally. Uh, now, let's circle back to your lie that you told about having seen <laughs> oh, a really, movie at some I point. Did. No, I did. It was a pretty depressing one, though. So it's sort of like in character. <laughs> On brand. Yeah. 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 No, it was the Florida Project. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, my God. Can we talk about it, though? Because yeah. it I loved it, but it is truly one of the saddest films I've ever seen. Um, in case, it's pretty sad. In case you haven't seen it or you don't know what we're talking about, the Florida Project is basically about um, a, a community of very, very poor people in Florida who live in hotels, basically, and uh, a group of children who are pretty much unsupervised throughout their days. And um, Willem Dafoe plays the manager of one of the hotels, and he sort of by default becomes like the protector of these children. And it's so sad and but like the kids are really wonderful um they're really wonderful actors and like everyone's amazing in it but I was just like watching this film and I remember being like thinking this is so good but I'm so incredibly sad <laughs> at mm -hmm. the same time mm -hmm. well it's by the director of Tangerine which I still haven't seen and I know I have oh, to see yeah. that um but I feel like I, in the beginning, I was kind of like, is this poverty porn? Like, what are the politics yes. of this movie? Like, I wasn't sure. But then as it moved on, I was like, no, like, actually, I think I'm into this. Like, because it doesn't really, like, editorialize at all. It's just kind of no. showing it. And I do think you could probably take from it whatever you want. But I do, like, the message I took from it is poverty is horrible. It's mm -hmm. crushing. It destroys people. Like, we need to, like, give people housing and things like that. And all the ways we try to fix it in these sort of, like, piecemeal ways just make the situation worse but it's also like it all takes place in the shadow of disney world so there's sort of this like really subtle constant undercurrent of like disney world is bad capitalism is bad but it's yeah. like i don't know i feel like that i may be projecting that but it's definitely there you know because it's sort of like the beautiful fantasy that you see the occasional rich person living and then the like really harsh reality but also the kids like don't know sort of so in some yeah. ways it's sort of like just kids being kids running around you know doing what kids do which is like be a jerk sometimes and like tease people but then become their friend and i think um, that's why it was so watchable because the kids are so resilient and like you said they don't know that their lives are terrible so like they go off and they create little games and they're playing and like they actually seem pretty happy the only time you see them sad in the film is when adults try to intervene under the guise of like helping them yeah. but like there's I don't think this is a spoiler but the the mother of the the main little girl in the film is a sex worker and there's a very dramatic moment in the film where like state employees come to intervene because, you know, she's been accused of prostitution and obviously they're saying it's not a safe environment for her child. And like, that's the most horrible moment of the film because as shitty as the circumstances are, like the mom is doing the best she can. She loves her daughter. Her daughter mm -hmm. loves her. And that's, when it gets bad, when they yeah. are trying to quote unquote help them. Yep. 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 So it's worth seeing if folks haven't, and it's just beautiful. Like the whole mm -hmm. thing is like beautifully shot. It's like these sort of crazy pastel colors all the time. Um, and like, I, it's like watching a documentary, which is sort of a testament, I think to the actors, especially the kids, but yeah. the mom too. Oof. Like you just, it's just, it's really, really good acting. I also just love the backstory of that actress. Like how she got cast in that role. Like she's like 
a celebrity on Instagram who's very like she promotes weed culture a lot. Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, and I guess she met some people who were making the film, and they just thought she was very like authentic, and she is weirdly captivating. Like when she's speaking, like she, I don't know, she just holds your attention in a very natural, raw way. Um, and so yeah, they cast her off of that, which is kind of amazing. Uh, but wow. did you mention you were watching TV too? I am. What? Yeah, I'm watching Versace, the American oh, crime story. It's yeah. so scary, but I just keep watching it. It's very like enter entertaining. Is that the right word? I don't know. Like you want to know what happens next, but I also ruined it because I just Googled what happened. No, I've done that before. I remember when I, this is way back in the day, but when I first started watching The Wire, uh, this was when MySpace was still a thing. Oh, wow. And a comedian had posted about The Wire, and I clicked on the thread, and the first comment was a major spoiler for <laughs> not just a season, but, like, the series of The Wire. <laughs> and I was so fucking mad at myself, so now I try not to ever google anything That's i'm good. watching well i mean i do think if you're entering into it the versace like you sort of know one thing that happened oh yeah yeah right? totally like, probably know that versace got killed and if you don't like i don't know but uh <laughs> there's other things and i don't know have you seen that at all uh no i actually had someone else recommend it to me when i was interviewing them and it's like one of the only um seasons of that whole franchise i have not seen yet but i mm -hmm. definitely am going to check it out i'm very interested by that story and i also like remember it happening i yeah, i think too. i was in high school but i remember like you know um like the manhunt and all of that stuff and and how insane that whole story was so I, I am curious to see how they portray it yeah no it's good and it's interesting I mean they don't touch on it too much but it's sort of like the FBI kind of like did a terrible job of like warning the community in South yeah. Beach that like this guy was around and probably gonna target gay men um because it seems like they just didn't care I don't know right you know they wanted to flyer and the FBI was like I don't know if you should flyer <laughs> like why not <laughs> yeah no it's weird and they don't really explain why they were opposed to it but yeah it's just kind of shitty the other thing I've been watching is Atlanta but I feel like that just started uh... and I don't know if I'm behind but I obviously saw the last season which was amazing yeah yeah season two just started if yeah if you're listening to this episode and you haven't checked out Atlanta you should definitely do that um it was so interesting when I started watching season one of it. I was like, this is really good. And then, like, Donald Glover starts to incorporate these surrealist aspects to the mm -hmm. show that are so interesting. It really is unlike anything I've ever seen on TV. Yeah, like the fake ads are cool. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the one this season. There's like just like an alligator or crocodile. Or no, I haven't seen this season yet. I got to check it out. Uh, well, that's like, not really a spoiler, I don't think, in any way. It's yeah. just anything that happens. But even like last season where they had the, the whole episode that was just an episode of like... Uh, like a PBS episode where the the rapper was like debating a feminist scholar. Oh yeah, that was so good. It was so interesting where I was like, oh my God, this is just like so unique and I've never seen anything like this. Um, that was a really funny one. I yeah. Really <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, so if people want to check out uh, more of your work, where can they find you? Um, so I have a podcast. We're at humorlessqueers.com. That's where I, we probably we're doing more frequent episodes. And then I guess Twitter is really the best other way. I'm just at Alexis Goldstein on Twitter. Um, and if you want to check out the stuff about my day job, you can go to uh, ourfinancialsecurity.org. We're always trying to fight against Wall Street and for a fair economy over there. But uh, yeah, those are three places. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to join the show. Yeah, thanks, Allison. It's good to talk to you. Thanks again to Alexis. Please go check out ourfinancialsecurity.org. Please go listen to the Humorless Queers podcast. Support everything she does. She's what I like to call a good egg. So uh, support her. And guys, it's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. So obviously the big bad news story I wanted to talk about is the latest school shooting 
And God, maybe that won't even be true by the time you guys listen to this. As horrifying as that is to say. Um, America. This latest school shooting in Texas. And specifically, I wanted to talk about um, Demetrios Pagortzis. I don't know if that's how you say his last name, but the shooter involved, involved the, the guy who killed a bunch of people in Texas. Um, I believe he killed eight students and two teachers, the last I heard. So Yeah, I heard 10 was the number. 10 overall. Um, the LA Times has a terrifying minute-by-minute minute, um, rundown of what happened, how there were students hiding in the closet. Uh, at one point, the shooter notices that they're in the closet and shouts at them, surprise, before shooting a student so in the chest. Up. It's so fucked up. Oh but in the same article, they're talking about how he had um, been harassing one of his fellow students. Her name was um, Shayna Fisher for like four months, sexually harassing her, um, making advances on her. She was telling him to leave her alone. And then uh, her mother... Uh, so her mother wrote in a private message to the Los Angeles Times on Facebook, he kept making advances on her and she repeatedly told him no. And then so um, the shooter's mother, Dimitri's mother, said that she, uh, Shana Fisher, embarrassed him in front of the class, which then the Los Angeles Times makes their headline where they go, Texas school shooter killed girl who turned down his advances and embarrassed him in class. Um, I'm sorry, Dimitri's mom didn't say that. Uh, that was her mom saying that. But for the LA Times to frame it that way, it's like, Shana didn't embarrass him. Shana just wasn't interested in him. He chose to allow that to embarrass him so badly and anger him so badly that he then went on a killing spree because he couldn't handle a girl turning him down. I mean, it's a real issue also with, like, not being able to handle an emotion yes. such as embarrassment. It happens to everyone. And it happens to women all the time, too. That's we get thing. We get picked on and taunted and our bra straps get pulled oh and our God. butts get touched. And yeah. that's embarrassing. That right. is really and, embarrassing. And we're taught to just deal with our emotions. But that is a skill like anything else, you know? And girls are expected to do it in society, so we learn how to fucking do it. And men never develop that skill so they act out in really violent ways if you are embarrassed and you're a man you can fight people you can scream at people you can break things and people will be like this is just boys being boys he's just working it out in his own way right. um you know what are you gonna do it, it's testosterone it's just how nature works and it's like no these are things that are enforced by society um men can learn how to process their fucking emotions they're intelligent Kevin, you're intelligent enough to process your fucking emotions without being a monster in society. Yeah. It yeah. took me a little while, but I, I figured it out. <laughs> right. And like, I'm not saying that people can't have an adolescence. You know, girls act out in ways, too. Although sure. we are, you know, socially conditioned not to hurt people when we do that. Uh, young girls tend to hurt themselves um, yes. with eating disorders, um, cutting themselves, stuff like that. Um, but, you know teenagers are a mess they're gonna act out in in messy ways but this is a uniquely american thing and it's not that it's that toxic combination of toxic masculinity um rape culture which is um the incel movement which is like we need forced monogamy this this sh like sh uh shana shana should have fuck this dude so he won't go on a killing spree um and easy access to guns i mean that is really a, a perfect storm yeah how many mass shootings do we need to have happen where it turns out the shooter had a history of domestic violence the shooter was stalking a woman the shooter got turned down by a girl before we realize there is an ongoing theme here like it feels like we've just accepted huh, a lot of these most of these shooters are men Okay, but one step beyond that is most of these shooters are men who hate women. <laughs> yes. Right. So, like, we need to talk about that if we're ever going to get to the root of it. And then, obviously, gun control is a huge issue, too. But, like, for the NRA people who are like, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Right. Why are those people killing people? What's unique about those people? Because I'll, I'll go with you on that journey where it's like, maybe it's not purely the guns, but then... We have to talk about toxic masculinity at some yeah. point because that's the driving force behind so many of these shootings. Um, 
so yeah, that's my mini rant about that. Um, I also, it was just so heartbreaking to hear that young student, Paige Curry, uh, a reporter from CNN, asked her if she was surprised. That's one of the few things that I haven't yeah. been able to really look into this much. That was one of the few clips that I did see. Or- right. So um, she was being escorted out of Santa Fe High School, and CNN interviewed her and asked if she was surprised that the shooting had happened at her school. She said no. She says, it's been happening everywhere. I've always kind of felt that eventually it would happen here, too. Which is just, like, the worst thing I've ever heard. It's terrifying. Like, everybody's every student who goes to school is constantly in fear that like it could be their classmate that does this right it could be their school that's next and i mean even in new york i i work with parents who uh you know, they're like oh well in my in my kid's school today they're doing these drills and in my kid's school today they're doing this and how do we approach yeah. that topic with the kids and it's like the kids are now like every every school is now yeah and learning is- how to take cover that's wild to me because i grew up i was right on the cusp of that so when i was in high school columbine happened Mm -hmm. and news crews from chicago came to my school and they asked the students like do you feel like this could ever happen here and we were like no because it felt like such a weird foreign alien thing that happened and then like my senior year of high school we started doing lockdown drills so i was like on my way out of high school when that shit started but there are kids now in kindergarten who are running lockdown drills, which we is had, crazy. Uh, what was it? It was, um, they would, if, if we had, because we did the drills as well, if there was an incident that happened, I forget what it was, they would get on the PA and they would say, Mr. Lucky, please report to the office. Oh my and God. that meant that there was a school shooting happening. <gasps> I don't even know. I We didn't do drills in our school like that. We did fire drills where yeah. we left. Um, and I believe that they also did things where it was like code blue, code red, code whatever mean different things. Right. We And none of the students knew what, the, what it was. It was like the teachers all had to know. And they would like at some point in the school year be like, by the way, if we have to go on a lockdown drill, and they wouldn't say exactly why. They're like, if with a lockdown drill, it's just general safety. If there's a stranger in the building, if there's a right. gun in the building, et cetera. Um, in the case that that happens, you have to go to that one corner of the room. We close the door. Right. We lock the door. We turn the lights off. So it's Same. like we knew what to do. But we never had to go through the process of acting it out but in, in the case that it happened. wild that that's been so normalized. And the fact – it was heartbreaking to hear this kid just be like, yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah. Like there's no clearer sign that the government has failed these kids than a student being like, I just knew it was a matter of time because mm-hmm. no one is going to do anything yeah. about guns in this country. And then to see the Parkland survivors reach out to the Santa Fe survivors and Emma Gonzalez tweeting, Santa Fe High, you don't deserve this. You deserve peace all your lives, not just after a tombstone saying that is put over you. You deserve more than thoughts and prayers. And after supporting us by walking out, we will be there to support you by raising up your voices. So I was like, glad to see the solidarity between students mm-hmm. but i was also like fuck that's all they have right yeah they only have direct action um which is why it was really amazing to see there were some students in um washington dc who immediately after santa fe happened walked out of their high school and walked to paul ryan's office and demanded to see him um Four people from Montgomery County were arrested in the gun protest um, for students. They are part of a group called uh, MoCo Students for Gun Control, MoCo for Montgomery County. um, And they held a lion in the hallway in front of Paul Ryan's office. But that was like, again, the source of it is so terrible, but it was so cool to see the students immediately be like, okay. Here we go. And like walk to Paul Ryan's office. It's amazing. Um, And truly that's going to be the thing that saves us, if anything. Because in the meantime, you have people like Lieutenant Governor um, Dan Patrick saying that the real issue is that there are too many doors (laughs) on schools. (laughs) So Uh, people are like talking Or is it that there are too few? (laughs) Uh, Something like if there's too... If there, if there only. is such a thing as too many doors, but then, I'm like, then what if they come through that exactly. last door and then everybody's exactly. pinned in? It's the same thing as like, well, it's why you have 
you actually have that many doors. For also, fire there's purposes. something called fires. Fire, yeah. yeah, like you have <laughs> to. If, <laughs> if one door is blocked by fire, you need to get out through a different door. I, I mean, don't if know they start doing that, it, uh, yeah, it's it's in, so people are very tongue in cheek calling this a uh, door control since we're <laughs> refusing to talk about gun control. Uh, yeah, it, it's ridiculous to watch these conservatives jump through hoops trying to steer the conversation away from gun control, whether they're blaming mentally ill people, whether they're blaming too many doors, like they literally can't reach for enough stupid shit to distract from the actual conversation. Talking about arming teachers, talking about training kids to rush shooters. Like, are you fucking hot? You're the pro-life party, right? You value life? That's what you're saying? You're telling children to rush an armed gunman? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Guys, I could literally talk about this all day. Um, I'll just end things by reminding everyone that more people have died in schools than military service members in 2018. I mean, I was just going to say, we can't train enough police officers to correctly handle a gun situation, and we want to teach children how to do it. Yeah. It, it doesn't equate. The solution is obvious. In the, just to touch back on what you said before, <laughs> is there is a profile that exists for people who commit these crimes. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent to me of before there was a profile for serial killers. Yeah. There was legitimate science that went into that in studying, in studying these people. We've seen it happen in the news, John, just reporting the, the traits that they exhibit, which is domestic violence uh, uh, and treating women terribly. Yeah. Maybe we should start counseling people instead of as well as kids who hurt animals. Right. But kids who are hurting women at a young age. Yeah. Like, they need counseling. Why are we at a place now where we take it more seriously if a kid is abusing animals than if a kid is hurting women right. or young girls? Right. Because that's another thing, too. Like, how often... Have you seen kids on the playground or have you been yourself a child on the playground and a little boy hits you and a teacher's like, oh, that means he likes you. And it's like, not okay. What? Yeah, no. Stop that immediately. Um, but God, that is so wild. More people have been killed at schools so far in 2018 that have been killed while serving in the U.S. military. That is insane. Make any sense? It's insane. It doesn't like that's why when you talk to people from we're, different countries, we're at war in different parts of the world too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like we always just, are because we're America. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they're just sitting around. No, no, like, like, they're actively fighting. Like this is why when you talk to people from different countries, they're like, I don't like what's happening in your country. Like you are in crisis. Yeah, and your government officials are not acting like you are experiencing a horrific cultural moment where kids are being butchered in their own schools. Like that yeah. should be. The number one, I mean, listen, climate change should always be the number one thing we're discussing, right? But that should be up there as well, where it's like kids are being mowed down in schools and the government doesn't care. Or they're at least not acting with a sense of urgency. Not at all. I not mean, at sort all. Of, they're sort of acting like kids just got detention. Like their their son came home and was like, "I got lunch detention," or, like, or oh, that it's death. just something we have to accept now. Yeah. It's just par- part of our culture where like something a horrific mass shooting happens and then it's thoughts and prayers and nothing right. gets done. It doesn't have to be that way, and it's I'm encouraged by seeing these kids who realize it doesn't have to be that way um and that they're not just accepting it and they're like this is so fucked up like maybe you guys are numb to it but we're not because we're the ones who are on the front lines because we go to school constant danger constant danger like can you imagine being a kid in high school right now i would be terrified it's insane anyways guys before we run out of time and you go out into the rest of your day here is your good news Guys, I just said this uh, to Kevin and Hillary off air, but my good news thing is going to piss off a lot of people, but allow me to make the argument. The royal wedding. Hear me out. Ugh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here for this. Hear I'm here me for out. this. Okay. <laughs> so is the monarch a ridiculous, archaic relic of the past? Yes. yes. Is it a symbol of white colonialism conquering mm-hmm. the entire planet mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. horrific waste of taxpayer money? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. All, all of that. 
I will say the modern monarchy is much, much less harmful than it used to be because the UK is also a democracy. They don't have any real power. They can't execute people anymore. It's make-believe. It's a fairy tale. (laughs) It was so cool to see the wedding for the following reasons. Hear me out. Don't turn off the show. Don't turn off the show. Just let me make an argument. Meghan Markle introduced such blackness into that wedding. It was so great to see a gospel choir it was so great to hear the revised vows where um, she insisted they take out the part that she obey him. Uh, they declared them husband and wife, which is breaking with tradition. Um, that just to see like black people mingling with the whitest family on the face <laughs> of the earth uh, was so cool. The reverend who gave a really beautiful um, sermon I, with Curry, Reverend Curry, um, in which he invoked Martin Luther King Jr. and slavery and preached to these people who I know have never been spoken to <laughs> like that in their entire <laughs> lives was so powerful. And it felt like a very modern, happy moment. And it was great to see people come together to just celebrate. Yes, it's make-believe. Is it wasteful? Sure, you can make that argument as well. But, and Reverend Curry kept saying this in his sermon to celebrate love. That's why everybody was watching it. Like whether it's a fairy tale or not, it felt like a very modern moment. Meghan Markle's family being there, seeing a black woman marry a Prince of England, you know, like is a huge moment. Whatever you think of the Royal family, if you think they're a bunch of like privileged Muppets, like (laughs) I get that as well. That would be far more entertaining. I get that. (laughs) But it was a really cool moment. It felt like a cultural shift watching it. Yeah. And I think too, it's like we as society, as humanity, whatever, we have so far to go to make things equal and okay that it's, it is really important to sort of take these moments and be like, yes, let's just like have fun with this and let's just enjoy this moment yes. of like the having an amazing gospel choir in the church totally. of England. Like it's, it is okay to take that moment and be like, look, it's foolish, but we're going to have fun and we're going to like, be happy about this. I hated seeing, it was mostly women having to apologize to people on Twitter because they were enjoying it. I was like, just in fucking enjoy it. It's a, it's a, it's a dumb ceremony that doesn't mean anything. Right. But it's also like you get to see all the pretty dresses and all the pretty hats and like see these two young people who seem like they're very much in love. And like, it's okay to enjoy stuff like that. And you don't have to fucking apologize and don't be that fucking person who shits on people. Cause they enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, if it's not for you, respect a hundred percent. Uh, maybe stay off Twitter for a little while, but like, don't shit on people because they're happy for a fucking second, right. you know? Yeah. This is why I stayed off social media. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I, it's not Kevin's because I didn't want to be a dick, and that's okay. Like, that's totally Go enjoy fine. Your thing. But like, when people are live tweeting sports, I don't rush in there to be like, "This is fucking <laughs> stupid. It's a waste of taxpayer money." Yeah. You guys know that already. Like, yeah. I don't need to remind you. Yeah. Um, it's okay to be happy for a second, guys. Like, the world is shitty right now. That's the whole reason I created this new show. I wanted to remind everyone that self-care is important and good, and the stuff that you love and enjoy is not stupid. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but you don't have to be ashamed that you enjoyed it. Like, it was dope to see everybody get dressed up and go to a fucking ceremony, and there were songs, and, like, a bunch of celebrities came out. We got to see Oprah and Serena Williams in their yes. best attire. Well, it was a good time. My favorite part is like it is best attire without it being a red carpet. So there's no like how subversive can I be? Like there's there's an elegance to it where yeah. y- you have to like meet a it's dress a code very or whatever. specific look. Very specific. Yeah. And it's not something that gets seen or worn often anymore. Right. And so I think it was really fun to see like the big hats and the pastels and whatever. Yes. It was it was just fun. Queen Elizabeth, man. She That's trucked yellow. it out there. <laughs> was it lime green? It might have been lime green. Yeah, it was, it was green. fluorescent, whatever that it was. That was like old, old school uh, wedding attire. Yeah, yes. that was very interesting to see as well. So yeah, that was my good news piece of, um, I won't say news. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a, a happy thing that happened. It, like in Above all else, like setting aside the the wedding and everything, it was just nice to see everybody so happy watching it. Yes. Like people genuinely enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, we've been talking about so many bad things. It was nice to see people happy for a second. Um, guys, in your own lives, what's been making you happy? You have to say each other you're getting married. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Actually, no, Obviously. I'll be... <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been working. Last week, I worked 17 and a half hours. Wow. Uh, that's a Monday through Friday, 17 and a half hours. Mm. So, long days. Yeah. And it's been that way for a few months now. And Kevin has completely had my back. I've just Aww. been like, do you need food? There's food in the fridge. Do you need this? And like, just there are things that I will forget as a human being. Sure. And Kevin's always like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> here it is. Uh, and that's been incredibly helpful. Good man. And, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> My mother conditioned me well. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Kevin's mom. Uh, Kevin. You guys, the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, also... Duh. Have you not even fucking Now, heard? my team's not in it, but I love hockey, and I love watching hockey, so that's what's making me happy. Also, the Blackhawks have a very high pick in this year's draft, so... And also, I'm not home, so Kevin doesn't have to do the whole hockey or we can watch whatever you want to watch but it's fine but secretly yeah you've yeah no he's happy i've watched so much hockey <laughs> uh cool that's how you know you're a hardcore fan that you keep watching even if your team gets knocked out well, yeah i just love the sport yeah yeah and it's it there's really good storylines that are going on you know like there's a there's a if no one knows there's an expansion team that a brand new team in the league this year and they're one win away from the Stanley Cup final. That has never happened wow. in any sport. Wow. Like, that's a really cool storyline, yeah. whether you like sports or not. Like, right. this team, they picked players from different teams, all the 30 different teams. They just had to grab players that were available, and they've built this insane, like, unstoppable force. And right now they're so beating they're a beating question. a Canadian team that's like Canada's Canada's baby. It's a bunch of young wow. studs that are like. What is an expansion team? Like, why did they create it? Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> In short, because <laughs> Batman wants more money. Yeah. Uh, really, it's the league. They're trying to they're trying to make hockey more available to more people. It's more accessible. Yeah. Um, which is going to be hard because it's insanely dominated by white white sure. men. Um, because it's, it's, very, it's, it's a lot it's, of, it's very expensive. It's so. expensive infrastructure to yeah, build yeah, in a city. That's why, I mean, basketball is the rinks, really popular yes, in inner cities, football predominantly among people of color, because it's not super expensive to set up a hoop. Yeah. You don't even need a court, yeah. just set up a hoop. But they're, yeah, they're trying to grow the league. So they, they were experimenting with growing it by one team and it's mm -hmm. been insanely successful. So Seattle's probably going to get a team too. So mm -hmm. it's really just because they're trying to, to make it more profitable because it, okay. it, it is, it is, it's under a capitalist regime. It, it's, it, As it's, we all are. Yeah, it's it's a business. <laughs> yeah. So that's what, and there's a lawyer who runs it. So that's why. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I have been listening to this band called Beach House, which I found, I think, accidentally because I was just listening to Spotify. But they're very cool. They have a very um, twin peaksy type Ooh. sound to them, which I like a lot. So I've been listening to them, and that's been making me happy. Um, so I don't know what Eric just texted me, but it was something about him picking up something broken from the street, which he does a lot, <laughs> uh, to the point where faith has like yelled at him. He like, especially <laughs> items of clothing that he comes, he's like wearing a hat and we're like, where did you get that? And he's like, it was on a stoop. And we're like, Oh, take it off. What are you oh, doing? God. Gross. Eric. Uh, so I think he did something again. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to go see what that is in a second. Um, but if you do we have enough time? No, I'll save that for hour two. Guys, please go follow Alexis Goldstein on Twitter at Alexis Goldstein. Um, support all of her work. Please follow Hillary and Kevin on Twitter. What are your Twitter handles? I am D is in dog. T is in um, tomato. Say uh, what it DT actually is. Brown. So it's downtown. for downtown Hillary Brown. It's my <laughs> my alter ego when I'm feeling sassy. Um, it's downtown. It's DT Hillary Brown for downtown Hillary it. Brown. Uh, Kevin, I am at the Ninja Kevin. <laughs> um, apologies because I think it's only hockey right now. Sure. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, do you want to plug Instagram or just Twitter? I mean, Instagram's the same uh, handle. Yep. Um, Instagram is primarily uh, city pictures that like I'm like oh this is a pretty sunset and Twitter is mostly me complaining that I'm tired so <laughs> enjoy so get in on that action everybody <laughs> I do it's a good time I'm checking my handle oh so Kevin <laughs> that's how often Kevin uses Instagram no I'm actually on Instagram I just it, don't remember oh yeah I'm I'm the Ninja Kevin on Instagram as Great. well and I would follow me on Instagram instead of Twitter if you're gonna choose. Because it's like 99.9% .9 pictures of our 
adorable dog, oh, Jits. Yes. Jits, Jits the dog. Is, Hashtag Jits the dog. Jits is amazing. If you guys haven't gotten on the Jits train yet, oh my God. I miss her so much. You guys so follow much. me and look at Jits. She's an angel. We got to do a park day. Yes, yes, yes we do. With that, that awesome blanket. wedding present you got us, which is that yeah. picnic blanket. I, it was a selfish wedding present because they were registered <laughs> and I yourself. saw it and I was like, let's do a picnic. But like I included <laughs> myself in it where I was like, yes. I'm going to get to Jits through this blanket. And you will. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. And while you're out there, why not cause a little bit of trouble? 